You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me in the booth, currently, as always, is... You want to you introduce yourself? We're going to let you go proper intro for yourself now. Oh, wow. Look at that. I've, I have earned the right You've to say, it. hey, guys, it's the other Mike, also known as Luffy. Good to see you and hear you. Hi. <laughs> so today we are going to be discussing a topic that I've actually wanted to talk on the podcast for a while now, but it's hard to get my, my other co-hosts to talk with me because they weren't uh, horror fans, but you are. So let's I am, I am. Yeah, it's great. I am enjoying this. So you found a list online of the top 31 horror movie villains from IGN, and I yes. have thoughts. So do I. <laughs> it's, it's a recent list, too, so you're going to get quite a range here. It's from October, Halloween 2022, so you're going on seven months old or so. So this is pretty fresh stuff here. So there are some, some choices on here that the pedantic, the pedant in me uh, mm. is, is, is just like, eh, like the Babadook, I've watched that movie it, it more of a presence than a villain. I saw zombies right. were on the list, and I'm like, the whole of zombies? Like, that's yeah, not... I think it, yeah. the genre zombie in general, I believe, yeah. yeah. Guys, like, and some of them are like, it's, it, you're calling them horror movie villains, but, like, the, the dude from Split, while he's a villain, yeah. I hardly call him a horror movie villain, you know? Yeah, I mean, horror movie, sure, yeah. I guess, but, I mean, it's M. Night Shyamalan Laminat. It's yeah. it's a thriller. It's not exactly horror. So there's going to be some liberties taken. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of run through the the majority list, like whatever. We'll get yeah. to the top five, maybe spend some time on that. But like the the main call out I got number thirty, Jigsaw. Like I I mean no no <laughs> no no Jigsaw no. does nothing for me. Like I, I okay, so I've only watched the first movie of the whole series, and it wasn't mm. because I was grossed out by Saw. It was because mm. I watched it, and the entire time I'm sitting there going, this is just a really shit version of Seven. It's just like, I mean, I get it. The little traps and the toys and whatnot and, you know, making the other people do their thing. Like, I remember when I saw the first Saw in the theater that when Carrie Ewells was finally, like, you know, cutting his leg up, we were cheering because we were all so fucking bored right? at what was going on. God, like, damn, it's just, so awful. Like, just snap it off already and get on with it. Like, get out of here. This is terrible. Like, I, sure, he's got, like, 27 movies. Fine, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, Saw's gone, like, eight i think at this point seven of the main line and then spiral mm. or new saw mm. or saw that one from like five six maybe six or seven years ago that that one was actually pretty good when you got like his like history backstory and like how the the one person ended up being his accomplice yeah. yeah 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 that one was pretty good honestly i did not see that <laughs> I, I, I did not see that twist at the end coming, and it was pretty cool. That one I liked, but I mean, the other ones I've seen, it's just it's tortured death porn, yeah, it's, it's, whatever. That's all it is. It's all yeah. it is. Like, there's no substance. No, no, and that's my problem with them. A lot of them, like when you watch Seven, you get an actual like mystery and reasoning behind him and everything. Saw is just like, oh my, you didn't like um, say bless you when someone else sneezed. I must now put you in this five-piece cage that will slowly crush you to death because you were an impolite person. Like, really? What, yeah. what, the, what the fuck is this? Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to be Batman Vengeance or something. Right? It's, yeah. it's, okay. This is dumb. Number 28 is one that I want to call out. I want to call it 27 afterwards first. But 28, the entity from It Follows, not a villain. No. It's a present. Uh, I mean... I, if you're going this route here, you need to just bring the mist from the mist in here right? because that shit was more scary than the right? STD that yeah. follows you around. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 conflating two different things. And 27 is Frankenstein's monster, and I have an issue with this because it's the doctor 
that's the villain, not mm. the creation. Yeah, he he is misunderstood at best yes. and you know he's he comes off as the villain because you know he's the monster but the real monster is the one that made him people. Mm-hmm. Come on. especially if you watch the uh hammer horror movies uh with uh peter cushing in the lead role oh mm-hmm. so good and mm-hmm. he is just straight up just like sociopath <laughs> yeah yeah and the one uh from you know, the late 90s with uh, Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro. Like, you know, that that one they tried to almost play the doctor off as, like, you know, like just wanting to bring his love back mm-hmm. and, you know, a scientist and dedicated to his work. No, like, he was a dick. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah no, he was... He, he, I, can't mm. get, I can't get through Frankenstein the novel either because I'm just like, you're such a moron, dude. You're supposed to be this brilliant doctor and I just hate you so much. <laughs> so, number 26, and I feel like he should be... Higher, just based off of like you know the performance. the performance and the movie, how that movie was like the one of the transcendent horror movies of his time. Norman Bates, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take the whole of the series like together, I could see rating him lower just because the rest of the movies were really tacked on and bad. But the first movie is, I mean, it's a masterpiece for a reason, and as long as you ignore the reboot, it stands on its own. Yeah, it, it's one of those movies that even now is scary in a way. And like, you know, it's you know, going on probably close to 60, 70 years old. I mean, it's Hitchcock and yeah. a lot of people. Oh. But you ask a kid today what Hitchcock is, they're going to have no idea. They're like, Hancock with Will Smith? No, Hitchcock. <laughs> anyway, um, like it's, it's, it's just classic horror and it's very well done. It's a very spooky thing. You don't see it coming at the end in the twist and everybody knows what it is now because it's so old. But I mean, he's. Look at him at the end of the movie. He's like, I'm going to sit here and, and look at him. He won't even kill a fly. He's so harmless. And all he's just thinking about is all these evil things that he's done. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's flat out crazy. Fantastic performance. Yep. 25. Absolutely. 25 ties into a whole set of movies that I just don't care about at all. The Omen, specifically Damien from The Omen. No one gives a shit. Uh, and those Antichrist, sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Eh, I, I, I wasn't a fan of these movies either. They're, they're all right, whatever. The Exorcist, which is a different series, but The Exorcist yes. is my all-time cure for insomnia. I get 15 minutes into that thing and I pass out because it's so <laughs> boring. It's it's a fantastic horror movie for what it is, but it does move at a bit of a snail's pace, and you know the Paizuzu is a bit of an idiot and you know kind of a shitty villain. But I mean, it's it's it's. it's yeah, it is a fun name to say. You know, trying to pretend he's Satan and he's not Satan. Like he's just trying to play the priests or whatever. But I am Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so Damien the Omen. Nah, no thanks. Uh, Twenty four. The Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Only the first movie was good. The rest of them suck. And <sighs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, we're we're gonna run into this a lot for me. A villain has to actually be a villain. You ha- like, if you want to call them a villain and not just a monster or a presence, then they actually mm-hmm. have to have a personality behind them. Mm-hmm. The creeper mm-hmm. only shows up in brief snatches and shows almost no personality whatsoever. He is not a villain; he's a monster, and that's a key difference. I know, I'm, and I'm going to say this again every time we run across it. But that, like, he's good in the first movie for what he is. But that movie is about the two teens. And then this weird monster that kind of follows behind them and attacks them once in a while. 
yeah the the movie itself is very creepy uh i still remember the effect of like you know when i first saw when you know the the little brother falls down the hole and like the camera slowly pans up and you see all the bodies stitched together and you're like what the actual fuck is going on it's scary it's some creepy effect and then you know the the creeper himself like you know he just doesn't die you shoot him you stab him you poke his eye out you cut him in half he just keeps coming back like Mm -hmm. you know he he's he's definitely a force in a way but at the same time you know every 23 years 23rd day 23 days if you're prepared you're fine yeah yeah maybe just stay indoors that's that's my yeah. rule for everything just stay indoors yeah when your villain can be defeated by you not going outside that's a problem <laughs> right because he's not and if you saw the second one he doesn't go in the bus after them i mean that thing could destroy that bus in a second and it just toys with them he's all about like you know the fear and and you know and and relishing in that he's not about you know a purpose just the fear yeah annabelle is at number 23 for some reason because apparently we're just gonna do this whole list at this point um yeah. and i'm sorry i can't care about the conjuring franchise at all i've watched nah. one of them i was bored I, not a fan doll movies then not not for if, me if you're gonna give me an evil doll movie it's got to be chucky or at the very least megan those ones were good yeah. but they have some personality to them a weird creepy doll that sits there and moves its eyes around yeah no i'm fine i gotta watch megan that's one i definitely gotta check good. out that was good i, I like that that was a good one that was that was a very very good one mm-hmm. fuck is 22 oh 22 that's okay i'm, I'm gonna be pedantic again it's supposed to be a villain, and they're saying the entire family from Get Out, which, by the way, good movie on its own. Yeah, but yeah. No, we're, 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 once again, we're stretching the definition of what this list should be, and that's stupid. I, I watched another YouTube video. This is why when you, you talked about horror, I was like, ooh, I just watched a video on this, too, and let me pull up a list because I'm curious. They were number one on this list because really? of like the 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 way that like they went about things and how they bring you in like with this unsuspecting like loving family thing and only to like try to snatch your soul like mm-hmm. it's it's fucked up i get that but like uh, number one on one list and 22 on another i mean it, it wildly varies like how you can appreciate this and and it's again to your point not a single villain now, single villain. now the daughter creepy as fuck in that movie like what a she, bitch right <laughs> She sucks him in. She knows what's going to happen. She makes him fall in love with her. She and you even think that she's developed some genuine affection for him, but not enough yeah. to not want to reprogram him as the movie yeah. basically like a black, a, a African American fear kind of disturbing behavior, a Stepford family kind of bullshit. Like, right. like great story. The daughter who is who almost is like the the closest we get to a lead villain, creepy as shit in that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she, she knows her boyfriend uh, is getting reprogrammed, and she's sitting up on her bed, like eating Fruit Loops. Like that's some disturbing shit right there. If you yeah. want to single her out, I agree with you that she's a decent villain. I wouldn't put her anywhere near on this list though, because she's not one of the top thirty for me. No, you know, getting into the top twenty here, we'll start actually hitting on like some actual like real villains in these first, you know, twelve or so. Like they're like whatever. Um, but yeah, the the daughter, super bitch. Yeah, uh, super bitch. I agree. 21, and this is where I start questioning because I think you should actually, again, but I think you should be hired. Ghostface. I mean, the Scream franchise itself is, is, you know, very huge cult following. I I watched the most recent Scream and it was very good. um, Honestly, really good. Um, Took me back to, 
you know, they, they start to replay these formulas of like, hey, what worked in the first one? Let's kind of roll back to that in a way, but then throw you a curveball at the end. You might not necessarily see coming with the villain, which is what they did. And it's pretty good. And Ghostface, you know, what makes him so scary? He could be anybody. Is he the boyfriend? Is he your best friend? I mean, he's just very scary. And I think he should be higher. So on a list of horror franchises, I would rate Scream very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostface is not a single character. I have an issue with this list. Um, <laughs> my, again, pedantic. I'm having problems with this. Uh, now, mm-hmm. if we want to talk uh, single out, Billy and Stu from the first movie, I think they were the most effective villains of the franchise. Because they're right. the ones that kicked off the whole constant slaughter that's happened every few years in this sad, poor town. Right. Um, like, poor Nev Campbell. <laughs> poor Nev Campbell, who finally got out of the franchise by not getting paid enough. And you got to think her character is going to be much better off at this point. And then she comes back with Courtney Cox for the most recent one. It was crazy. Not for number six. She's not in for number six. Not number six, but number five, she yep. was back in, which yep. was which was which was fun. She still survives, which good for her. She does. Um, yeah. But no, it's like like Stu and Billy were great villains, and the series has struggled to find a pair of villains to actually match up with it. They gave a good backstory to the director villain from the third movie, but he right. still didn't compare. Like no. Stu and Billy were the best because they were the most most realized and they had a strong fucking evil performance from skeet ulrich and uh shaggy matthew matthew lillard matthew yeah. lillard who's who's shaggy like he does yes. the voice for just about all shaggies at this point and he does a great <laughs> voice i'm yeah besides the point but still <laughs> like yeah. you really want a cartoon where like the the um the the the, the scooby-doo gang gets stuck in the scream universe so he can play both like stew and shaggy <laughs> and then they can do the reveal and like it's the teenager from the theme park let's see who's behind this mask it's old man mcguffin all along <laughs> and i would have killed all of you if it weren't for those damn kids and their dog <laughs> <laughs> so lo- uh, love love scream is a franchise, a franchise. Space, yeah underrated killer but i hear you not a singular villain not a singular uh, number but- Number one, number three, number five, and I hear number six, great films. The franchise mm-hmm. as a whole, I would put up near the top of mm-hmm. any slasher list that we want to put together. Yeah. So number 20, Candyman, uh, fine. Um, I, the, the first one was scary. I remember seeing it when yep. I was a kid. But, I mean, I, I didn't watch any of the reboots. And he, they're kind of equating him to, like, Nightmare on Elm street S with the boogeyman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I'll buy it. But, I mean, you know. Number 20, I guess I'm fine with it. There are, there are points to be had from... I heard the most recent one is good. I haven't watched it yet. I've been saving it until I can get a copy of the second one so I can go mm-hmm. through all of them on my website. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like the first one. I think the first one is great. Vaguely based on a Clive Barker story and mm-hmm. creepy as shit. I remember, like, I've seen two and three, but not anytime recently, and they weren't as good, but I heard the most recent one was. It's just that the first one is so iconic in its way and Tony mm-hmm. Todd is great in the role that I can see why he's on this list and he's as high up as he is. Even mm-hmm. if I have to agree with you as far as franchise is concerned, not so great. Yeah, weak yeah. franchise, great villain, mm-hmm. which is why which is why I can agree with him being on the list. It's fine. Yep. Uh, Samura, or if you want to go Sadako, uh, <laughs> from the Ring series, uh, which I gotta I gotta I gotta say I only liked the first American Ring. I actually went through and watched a bunch of the Japanese ones and. Now, this is this is a problem of, I'm American, I'm not Japanese, so the horror that works for that culture doesn't necessarily work for me. A creepy girl with long hair wandering around isn't so scary on its own, but the way the uh, American version was, which I think was directed by Gore Verbinski, uh, mm-hmm. that was a really effective 
film. Like that one was fucking creepy as shit. And the yeah. movies have struggled to ever match that since. It it was very, you know, like you said, Japanese horror is a very mm-hmm. specific kind of horror. It and you know, it th- this is like, you know, very scary in their culture, the whole demon thing and, and the little girl, especially at it. And and, and Samara's role and played by uh, I don't remember her name uh offhand, but I'm gonna look it up. The voice actor for Lilo and Stitch, the, the Lilo <laughs> is who played Samara. Like, I mean, you it's know, amazing. put those two together, it's amazing. Uh the range on this young woman. Um <laughs> But I mean, she's she's genuinely scary, and you know, you think that with the movie that you know they, they figure it out at the end, and they're they're trying to like you know release her and, and send her away, and they, I still remember like the son being like, "You you helped her, you weren't supposed to help her." I'm like, "What do you mean you weren't supposed to help her? That was what you're supposed to." What do you mean you weren't? Sp- oh my god! And then the boyfriend dies horribly. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. Yeah, uh, uh, but I, I will say the real horror is the thought that anyone still owns a VHS player. <laughs> yeah uh davi 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 chase is who played lilo and that is samara and uh, oof, god creepy death from final destination at number 18 and we're gonna we're gonna have my problem again with the fact that this isn't a villain this is a presence like mm-hmm. there's no character here it's mm-hmm. the most elaborate rube goldberg-esque death <laughs> you will ever seen some, That's some of those are yeah fucking fantastic gore fest sometimes not right. a villain no and and like you said the gore in there like i remember the first one with uh, the dude from um american pie uh stifler yeah, yeah when Sean when they're William sitting scott. there yeah Sean William scott thank you uh and then when you know the thing kicks up off the train tracks and cuts his head off i'm like oh like every little thing you never knew where it was coming and and yeah. it's the the fear of it's right around the corner and it waits for no one and it will always get you in the end that that makes it on this list and i get that but i mean death you, you could just you know throw the list out the window and just say death if you want yeah, to play that right? game. So, like, whatever. Right? And I will I will also take exception with the fact that most of the films on the all in that franchise kind of suck. And it's mm-hmm. because of the fact that they never pin down the mythology. It's like every movie decides to reinvent what the mythology for it is. So you, mm-hmm. like, you can't even keep track of what the fuck it is or who they're supposed to be, like, saving or running from or what anymore. Because it was like, they followed a list in the first one. And then the second one, it's people related to the people from the first list, but backwards. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck are we even doing now? I mean, death, is, <laughs> death was literally just playing games with people at that point. Like, and Death is look. the most elaborate long con killer I have ever fucking seen. <laughs> yep, it's yep. It, but the, the deaths in it gruesome, the gore fantastic, the story's okay, the villain, whatever. Um... Number seventeen, Poltergeist. This shit scared me as a kid. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like the 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 ghost in that, the guy who who was like, you know, the main Poltergeist. Like, I can still see like his, you know, face in like the the cave, like with all the sweat and all the people dying, and like it's just that Poltergeist is some scary shit. Um, corny, yeah, the first one. Corny nowadays. Um, you know, when looking back on it, but I mean, it it was some scary shit when I was young. But different poltergeists for each movie so yep yep (laughs) like at a certain point for this family stop moving to haunted buildings okay (laughs) really after the first movie the shit is on you yeah yeah uh number 16 and you know i agree with this one I do too. Yeah. Uh, a bit of an underrated villain, honestly, because you know you want to talk batshit crazy. Annie Wilkes from the Stephen King uh, novel Misery, mm-hmm. uh, w- which was put into film, uh, you know, with James Caan as the lead uh, actor and um, Kathy Bates as uh, Annie Wilkes, and who as the uh, the sadistic fan who nurses back her her book 
you know, her, her hero book writer back to health to write a novel just for her, only to, you know, break his legs to keep him there when he's too healthy to come, you know, to leave. It's just like this twisted, twisted woman. Yeah, the movie actually makes it worse than the, uh, in many ways than the book did. Because the book, like, she just, I mean, she cuts off his foot, but, and mm -hmm. that's a maiming. But, like, there's something worse about the way she does it in the movie with, like, breaking it with a hammer and you just feeling every crunch of it it's like yeah like the, put, the putting the four by four in between his legs ah. and, and then there's the, the swing and the snap like yeah. oh god so bad to, to this day it just still gives me like shivers from that mm -hmm. scene alone you know and i remember seeing that for the first time on like hbo when i was young like up at like two in the morning definitely shouldn't be up that late you know as like you know a younger kid in my like early teens you know whatever but oh man that was some spooky stuff so we got Chucky at number 15. And I I love this series. Number two and number three are weak entries, but mm -hmm. it reinvented itself with the fourth movie, Bride of Chucky. And that mm -hmm. at that point, like the the series basically went no holds barred. Any fucked up idea they can think of, they'll just do at this point. Yeah. Seed of Chucky was really weird and strange and not the best film, but at least it had something to it. And then Curse and Cult of Chucky are really fucking weird. Like just scary and fucked up movies as the series just continues building on its mythology without throwing any of its mythology away. I love this series. I think it's great. Very good series. Uh, Chucky, you know, the good guy doll, um, you know, from humble beginnings as a plastic toy to the demonic presence of uh, a surreal killer inside of him from the from the first movie. It, very good villain, very creepy because he's so small um, and, you know, just keeps coming back again, you know, chop into a million pieces in a blender, stitch himself back together. Always. Yeah, uh, I always him in the second movie and he got yeah. reformed in the third one. Yeah. Yep, I always felt it like so creepy too that like you know when the doll would get cut or something he would actually bleed mm -hmm. because it was still connected to the soul of the of the serial killer. Like, oh man, it's a it's a quality franchise, and and I agree with its place up here. Yeah, no, totally. And let's not let's not undersell the fact that the character works so well because mm -hmm. he's voiced by Brad Dourif. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like they had Mark Hamill do the voice for that ch Child's Play like remake, quote quote unquote reboot thing. And it just wasn't the same. Mark Hamill, fantastic as Joker, mm -hmm. fantastic as Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. He just couldn't pull off Chucky. You know, there's sorry. an iconicness yeah. to that role that only Brad Dourif can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So speaking, we, we touched upon this when we talked about the Omen, but oh, look at that, Pazuzu at number fourteen. Yeah, whatever. It's it's a fantastic horror movie. Um, I hear you that it puts you to sleep. You know, maybe if you ever do get through it all the way one day, it, it's a good movie. Um, it's it's long. It's yeah. it's cerebral in a way, but also drawn out. Um, it, it, it's creepy and the whole presence behind, you know, the little girl being possessed and the the head spinning and the projectile vomiting and the, you know the the death. The, you know, doing things at the cross or whatever yeah. you want to say to like, you know, just really throw it in the priest's face. It was, you know, it's, it's creepy. It's fine. You know, it, Reagan. Yeah. Okay. These are movies built for um, an audience that doesn't include me because mm -hmm. these kinds of villains don't do anything for me. I'm Jewish um, <laughs> and, and not even that good a Jew. Like <laughs> things that build on the Christianity side of Judeo-Christian and try and play on those fears, just they don't mm. do anything for me. Exorcist, right. Omen, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
again you know they're fine they they're they're scary they have their moments but i mean they don't they don't have a place on this list for me uh Uh, jack torrance from the shinnin i have feelings i have feelings on this one like I, i think that the reason he's on this list is is just jack nicholson yeah no uh, i agree that's that's it i mean is it. is is jack torrance a, a fucked up father yeah does he do a lot of fucked up shit sure. sure is he a scary villain yeah would he be here or anywhere near close to the top 10 if it wasn't jack nicholson's performance no no because they don't they're not like talking about the uh the miniseries version that had the dude from wings on it yeah no no and, and this is Here's the thing, too, is, like, if we're talking about who's the villain of the movie, I don't really feel like it's Jack. Jack is a patsy. The yeah. hotel is the villain, and that's a yeah. presence. Yep, but back yeah. to that again, yeah. yeah. It, and it, the casting in that movie was fantastic. Jack Nicholson was perfect in the role. Shelley mm-hmm. Duvall with, with her wide-eyed, like, just horrible, like, contorted, like, scared faces whenever he did something crazy. was perfect as the wife. And little Danny was creepy as shit. So, I mean, the, the movie itself was fantastic. The casting was brilliant, and I think that's why it's on the list. Mm-hmm. You want to put Jack Nicholson on the list instead of Jack Torrance? I'm in. But Jack Torrance, yeah, yeah. So he, he's there for one reason, and it's not it's not the movie. If they'd said the Overlook, I would agree with it more than just saying yeah. Jack Torrance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Thing at number Ugh. 12. And, oh, my God. Such a good movie. I love this movie. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. There was mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it for, like, years. Like, um, yeah. like I, I'd known about the movie, but it wasn't one that I'd ever watched. And I was with friends. And this was 15 years ago. I was with friends and finally sat down and watched because, like, you need to watch this. You love horror. Why haven't you watched this? And, I mean, I'm like, I'm with it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's creepy, whatever. But it's the sequence where the the head rips off the body, falls to mm-hmm. the floor, grows spider legs, and goes skittering off. Yeah. Like, my friend's wife was like, oh, my God. And yeah. she left the room. And I'm like, okay. This movie has cemented itself for me right here. <laughs> yeah, and then the lion Parker has looking over at Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Right? Like, it's, like, <laughs> like, that... Say that at any point in this movie. Uh, uh-huh. John Carpenter, a masterpiece of a horror director. This movie, the first time I saw it, I, I was, I don't remember how old, but it was, it was like during the day, like on like a, I don't know, a channel, but it was edited. So I did not know how fucked up. violent and bloody and fucked up this movie was. <laughs> I caught it on like, at like three o'clock in the morning on like FX one day, like 15, 20 years ago. And it, I'm like, I couldn't turn it off. It was so gruesome and horrific. Like every bit of it was so good. And it's another one of those movies that just it comes out. I'll watch it. Like I will watch this movie every time. It it should be higher. This movie is brilliant. It's brilliant. Like a lot of people didn't like it when it came out. They they weren't ready for how grotesque it is. But I think that's part of yeah. why it has such lasting power. Is just. No holds barred. John Carpenter went for every fucked up idea his designers could come up with, and they just yep. let it just evolve. Um, yeah, and let's but- just say something about this too. Like, what makes it so brilliant is the practical effects, mm-hmm. the way that it's done without special effects and CGI, and the the puppeteering in it is brilliant and gruesome. They tried to remake it, and then the one that came out a few years ago okay. is it's fine. fine. But you really could tell they were like, hey, how can we CGI this up even more to make it even more CGI instead of practical? And that's not what this movie is. And I was going to say, that's the pity of that movie is that when they filmed it, they used practical effects, but the studio 
Yeah, they made them put CGI over top. Yeah, they made them go back in and change yeah. things. And yeah. it was a horrible mistake. And like, mistake. I, I mean, I get it. You think that you want to do that because that's the way things are now. But people are coming to that for the practical effect. Mm-hmm. The, the name, the thing, you know, for synonymous hor- hor- horrific practical effect, not CGI you're going to get anywhere else. No, yeah, no. And I think like still to this day, bucking for the director's cut that restores the original like practical effects because that's what you yeah. need. Like, I yeah. still don't think it would feel like anything more than a derivative of the original. Right. An unnecessary prequel that tells you a story you kind of already got the previous time without really adding anything new. But at mm. the very least, they could make it scarier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, this is a clear indication of when CGI is not the answer. Yup. So. Number 11. My favorite movie of all time, and I can get behind this person or this this creature anywhere on this list, is Jaws. And I love this movie to death. I can quote you any line from it. It's my favorite movie ever. Um, I'm fine with him on number 11. I'm just happy he made the list, but I could put him at number one and still be happy. I don't care. Just a I, I, I don't care. This made me not want to swim in my aunt's swimming pool as a kid, bro. As a Let, series, it's four different sharks. No, it's it's <laughs> it, it, and well, let's very clearly say it's the first one. The second yeah. one, okay, it's fine. The third one, they tried to do 3D. No, the <laughs> I've fourth watched all one. Of them for, oh yeah. my god, fourth one's abomination. Oh, the, the, the revenge. Like Michael Caine is the saving grace of that movie, and he's not even that good in it. No, no, no. Um, but the first one, you know, it's my favorite movie ever. I will watch it every time it comes on. I will quote you any line from it. It's a brilliant movie. Steven Spielberg did an amazing job. It is the beginning of what you know as a summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's nearly a perfect movie, and it works because the shark didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll grant you this. I'll let it go. Uh, number 10 <laughs> I have some serious problems with because it's zombies. And what, there are... All kinds of reasons I don't think this should be on the list. Like, all kinds of reasons. I love zombies. Zombies are great, especially slow zombies. The George Romero films are fantastic. Even mm-hmm. some of his later ones that most people said didn't work, I kind of got into. Um, mm-hmm. But there are entire... Like, it's... Putting this on the list is like, I don't know, saying all trolls from any movie ever gets to be a villain. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. It's not even like you're specifically saying the Romero zombies in this particular case, which they didn't. They're just mm-hmm. saying zombies. Um, it, it's. I, I think you know we're back to that. Like it's an idea. Yeah. You know more so than it's an actual yeah. thing. And, and to your point, like you know the slow zombie, the fast zombie, the running zombie, the brain eating zombie. The mm-hmm. you know there, there's a, there's a million different kinds. You know from the Walking Dead to to Night of the Living Dead. Um. And and you want to put them on this list, fine. But I. I think it needs some some clear definition of what zombie you're going for because I think that matters. There, there are specific ones, like there are specific zombie characters that I think that could rate on like some kind of specific list. Like the uh, girlfriend from Return of the Living Dead Three is kind of a villain for a good portion of that movie, and she's mm-hmm. a personality. Um, mm-hmm. So like there, like you could single out specific zombies to be like the villain or from a specific group or something, but just every zombie ever and, yeah. and they do that because they list like the romero ones and then 28 days and other things which 28 days later is not zombies it's rage infected humans let's yeah. be clear about this very I different have an issue i have mm-hmm. an issue and now before we get any further on the list because this was number 10 i also have an issue with something else mm-hmm. uh, because of the characters they put on this list some of which did not deserve to be on here like zombies one of the great movie villains of all time is not on here herbert west 
Ooh. from the reanimator. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, Good movie. Three, he's in three of them, and he's always, like, deep down, the Frankensteinish villain, and he mm-hmm. doesn't get to be on this list. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why not? I mean, I don't know. He's the best. Like, <laughs> as far as a Frankenstein-style character is concerned, he is fucking great. I love him. Uh, there's mm-hmm. my favorite is the third movie, Beyond Reanimator. There, mm-hmm. he, he's dis- discovered a way to trap a cur- person's soul in a little soul bottle, uh, and so they, he uses his Reanimator goo, and then he puts a little soul energy back in them. But he takes the soul energy from one person and puts it into a different person, and he's like, "It's good. It'll be fine. It's just the energy. They'll be fine." They're not fine. Uh, they're absolutely not fine. And then, the, like, the boyfriend of the girl who dies who gets someone else's soul put into her, he's like, you told me it'd be fine. And he just looks and goes, it was a theory. And like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Dude, uh, so wrong. Herbert West should be on this list. I saw the first one when I was very young. I'd have to watch it again. Um, but, yeah, I remember that movie creeped me the hell out when I was a kid, for sure. Watch the unrated version because it's better. There's there's the uh, unrated and the R-rated. And the R-rated, to take out a bunch of the gore and some of the nudity, they put mm. in an entire plot line that was wisely cut from the original. It's interesting mm. character development, but of the two, the unrated is better because it's a tighter movie in general. Mm-hmm. So, I hear you. Yeah. Okay, so we can move on. And I feel like this one is going to be a little divisive, but Pennywise. I think that it's fine. Uh, it, huh? Um, I think it's fine. Um, I think Tim Curry did an amazing job for a very shitty miniseries yes. and was quite scary and brilliant. And uh, I think Bill Skarsgård did fantastic in the remake. Uh, I didn't get to see the second one because I, I couldn't. I don't know. It, it was fine. But, I mean, the kids are what made the first one to me. And mm-hmm. you want to finish the story like I, the the worst part of the miniseries was the adults. Yes. <laughs> so and honestly, that was the problem with the sequel was um, yeah. the adult plotline isn't nearly as interesting, yeah. um, and it just gets really dumb and goofy in ways the first half didn't. Like you're better off just watching part one and pretending part two doesn't exist. Yeah, and the, yeah. Per, the from 2017 the remake to Bill Skarsgård very creepy, very terrifying. Um, saw that in the theater a couple times because it was so good. Um, and Tim Curry, you know, if you feel like killing, you know, seven hours one day to watch a, a a brilliant Stephen King, you know, adaptation that's not a brilliant series, but a brilliant job by one person, specifically Tim Curry, it's worth a watch. Tim Curry does everything he can to salvage what is, as you said, a very shitty miniseries. Like, yeah. I think Pennywise as a character works best when he's the presence in the sewers looking like a creepy clown. Um, where it always falls apart with me, and this is why I probably wouldn't put Pennywise as high on the list as he is, even if he is iconic, is, like, when it comes time to actually finally reveal his true form and defeat him, none of the adaptations have managed to figure out a way to do it, and even the book has its flaws with it. Like, it feels to me like Stephen King was like, well, we've got to end this, so let's just do an ending. Like, you know, the deadlights, like, you know, what are they is it just like is it is it the theory of fear is it like you know is it that he is an actual is he a giant spider like I, I don't know but is he male female ambiguous i don't know but like to your point uh, i was excited and curious and scared to see how they would do it in the remake uh to kind of make you know his their true form or whatever and you, you kind of got a little bit of it um, but no one's really been able to quite capture it because like you said i don't think stephen king knew what the fuck he was talking about no. when he wrote it well, I, 
I mean, as a, on a larger point, there are several stories that Stephen King has done where I feel like he came in with a brilliant idea, possibly fueled by cocaine, because he was on a lot of cocaine at the time. Oh, yeah. A brilliant idea that he wrote a thousand pages for and then was just like, oh, my God, I don't have an ending. Let's just do something. Yeah. Um, the Stand yeah. is another one like that. The Stand is a really good half a book uh, for the about the like plague apocalypse. And then afterwards, you're sitting there going, like Stephen King was like, well, I've got to do something with these characters now. I can't just end it. Mm-hmm. So he wrote, he tacked on a second half of the book that just doesn't thrill me. There's yeah. a lot of those with his. It's just like, well, your ending feels tacked on, but man, you had a great idea up to that point. You can really see and feel in some of his novels, like where the come down starts. Yep. Yep. Where, where, where the cocaine has run out and he's like, okay, yeah. let's just bang this out yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number eight, and I'm fine with this yeah. as a, as a villain group in general, but again, it's, I think it's multiple, but they do single out one it's, it's pinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Cenobites themselves are, should be on here if you're going to put pinhead, Come but he's now. the main villain. I, I get it. Um, pin, pinhead's creepy. Pinhead's fucked up. Um, I'll, I'll buy it. I guess it's, it's fine. I think the, the Bradley Baker, is that the guy who played him? I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think he does a fantastic job in the performance, what he's given to do. I think most of the movies tend to fail Pinhead as a character. Because I yeah. deep down, I don't think the movies were ever supposed to be about Pinhead, and they just kind of slowly evolved towards it. He was just supposed to be this fucked up presence with some nails in his face that yeah. looked creepy and had, like, bloody nipples. And then, yeah. like, over time, they're like, well, he's the iconic brand. Personally, I've been going through the, the whole Hellraiser series recently, and personally, I feel like after the second one, they should have figured out some other villain to use and just explored more aspects of hell instead of just falling back on the well of, well, it's Pinhead, let's bring Pinhead back. Yeah, it's they really kind of laid into like, you know, this is the face of our franchise yep. when like, they could have done a better job of, of, you know, bringing out what the Cenobites in hell are as a whole rather mm-hmm. than just leaning into one guy. And I'm not trying to take away from how good Pinhead is. Pinhead's a fantastic villain. Um, but it, it's a franchise that I think... Uh, short-sighted itself and what it decided to do. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter at number seven. And yes, no, yes, no, maybe, yes. I mean, they, they clearly wanted, want us to throw the love at um, Anthony Hopkins' version, which is good in Silence of the Lambs and less good in everything else. Yeah, um, that's yeah. so great. And, and, you know, the other ones. Um, shout out to Ray Finzo in Red Dragon. Uh, not Hannibal Lecter, but a fantastic job as a, a spinoff of, of um, Hannibal Lecter's franchise there from the, I think it was a prequel even. Um, it was, but it was, it was a remake of the same story, Red Dragon, that also mm-hmm. led to the adaptation of Manhunter in 1986. Mm-hmm. And it, he's, he's he's just very creepy. Um, again, we're we're onto the actor's presence of bringing the, the character mm-hmm. to life, which I guess is the whole point. But you know, the the not blinking when he's looking at you, the very calm, collected, dissecting nature of his you know yeah. uh, the way he tries to break you down. Um, he's he's a very good villain, very creepy, and he eats people. Yeah, and Mad Mickelson played a very good version of the character who doesn't like it builds his own way, but still feels like he studied Anthony Hopkins' performance. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's an, an effete killer, unlike anything you're going to see in the like the rest of this list. He is mm-hmm. like very interesting when he's done right. Not always yeah. done right is the problem. Yeah, Mads Michelson is a fantastic actor as well. I'll buy into a lot of things that he does, so you know I, I can get behind that. Hannibal's a great TV series. It was mm-hmm. it ended too soon. We needed we needed the rest of the novels to get adapted adapted properly by the uh, pushing daisies guy. 
Mm-hmm. All right, on to number six here. Um, meh, 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 meh. I never was a big fan. No. I remember when I went to go see the remake of Texas Chainsaw like mm-hmm. 20 years ago, the one with um, Jessica Beale and a couple of other, you know, popular actors. I remember just being like, you know, uncomfortable with like, you know, the way he was just killing people. Like it yeah. wasn't scary. It wasn't, it was just, and it's the genre, sure, but it was just like grotesquely, overbearingly violent. That just didn't yeah. really do it for me. The entire series is built on torture porn from the very mm-hmm. beginning. Very yeah. beginning. Um, I back when I worked at Blockbuster years and years and decades ago, which was sad. Um, I was I did the horror movie section. I went through everything, and I watched the Texas Chainsaw series up through the one that was released at the time, which was the Next Generation. It had um. Got a very early career, um, Renee Zellweger and is that the one McConaughey? McConaughey, thank you. I was, I was yeah. like, I, I always, I, I know his name, but I always think Woodhouse because <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, because right, that's the only character he plays. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it was the two of them in it, and that was a terrible movie. But that that, yeah. that, that was par for the course because the entire series was just terrible. It was affecting if you took it at face value that it was a documentary of what these kids went through or like right. a dramatization of it. But right. the second you, that, that artifice falls away and they just stretch the series out past a single movie. Oh, it's, it's awful. It's just bad. Yeah. And, and I never was a fan of the franchise. Like I said, it's just, it's uncomfortable. Like I like violence. I like gore, but it was just uncomfortable. I remember just being, a little nauseous and, and then maybe that's the point maybe that maybe i'm underselling how good it actually was but when he yeah. lifts the when when she finds her friend right yep. who had his leg cut off and i'm talking like the most recent one from like 2020 not the most recent but the, the remake with jessica Beale, when she finds her friend hanging on the meat hook who had his leg cut off and like he puts the salt on the thing and wraps the leg so he won't bleed out and she tries to like lift him up and he just keeps falling down and getting impaled like it's just mm-hmm. visually uncomfortable to watch and i didn't yeah. like it yeah no it's it's torture porn. That's all it is. It's it's not scary. It's just grody, and it does it does nothing for me. Speaking of things that do something for me, though, Count Dracula number five. Thank you very much. I all take this one. <laughs> Every for version, it. any version. Mm, Dracula. Mm. <laughs> I don't really feel like I need to say anything more than that. I have no notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fantastic. Um, just it's Dracula. I mean. It's you can put him number one, and I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. No, he is the classic movie villain who has stuck around this whole time. Yes, different for people have done different interpretations. But then, I mean, Leatherface has had three or four reboots in the short time span. If we get to put Leatherface on this list, Dracula in all of his forms gets to be on here, and it's great. But yep. if you think of any one villain that really started the whole idea of long-running movie franchise monsters, it's Dracula. He gets yeah. to be the one. He gets to carry on. Yeah, yep, agreed, hundred percent. From Nosferatu beginnings to you know what we have now as the modern vampire, uh, just just brilliant, brilliant. And you know, from horror to kid movie, I mean, he's got range. I mean, Dracula is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I will take umbrage with the next one though, for the same reasons I've had umbrage with all the other bad entries. The Xenomorphs at number four. And see, I'm going to say I'm good with this because I think that they are. They're a race. They're a collective. They're a collective, a hive mind, if you will. But they never establish that they're a hive mind. They just assume 
That's different. And I think maybe that's what makes them so scary. And the fact that they don't kill you, they just bring you back to reproduce, repopulate, and keep increasing their numbers. Yeah, sometimes they'll kill you, sure. But the majority of the time, they're just looking to increase their presence and increase what they are. And the from the 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 human form that they take to the dog form to the whatever they're gonna you know the predalien if you want which is horrible but okay they they take uh, on the, the form of whatever you know host they have and that just makes them fucking scary and you know i love the franchise i'm a huge fan of it uh sigourney weaver's fantastic um and as a as ripley in every role she's ever done i don't care how bad that alien resurrection was i still love that because it's sigourney weaver um i i I could be fine with them not on the list, but I'm not going to argue with them at number four. I think they're a great movie monster, and for a movie monsters list, I would honestly absolutely put them on there. I mm-hmm. think if you're doing a villain, though, you have to single out like the alien queen or something right. different. It's a different. It's a different list in that regard, and that's my problem. Like, I think the Alien series is great. I even liked Alien Resurrection uh, up until mm-hmm. the last 50 minutes when it just went <laughs> off the rails. Right, right off the rails. Yeah, um, but but. Eh, I, I have issues with them being on a list of villains, especially when we consider the ones that make it into the top three and who's at number five, because those are mm-hmm. actual villains and not just right. monsters. Yeah, I think that you know the the xenomorph as a whole is is more of an ideal again, and it's it's a collective group. It's not one singular villain. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into the top three, I mean, if you've been paying any attention, you know who these top three are going to be in mm-hmm. in no specific order. But they are, if you want to put a a Mount Rushmore of horror villain, these three are it. Yeah, like my Mount Rushmore is these three plus Chucky because they're mm-hmm. just the iconic ones I think of when I think of slasher killers. But it's yep. at number three, Jason Voorhees. Who I always think of as Diet Michael Myers. <laughs> I love Jason. Uh, again, he's he's a violent guy, but he's got a, an ideal behind him. You know, he, revenge. Um, you know, on those kids. You know, don't don't sleep with each other, camp counselors. You're gonna get it. And uh, he wasn't even the main villain in the first movie. It was the mother. Yep. So Jason, you know, wasn't even the main villain in the first Jason movie. And he just grew from that because of how popular he was. And, you know, dozens of movies, I, I can't even think of how many they have. Um, and, you know, I'll watch them all from, from the original one to Jason X in space, which was horrible to any of the other new ones, you know, Freddy versus Jason. I love that movie. I don't care. Jason, Jason X really is horrible, but there are some, <laughs> there are some decent entries in there. And I like, I liked the idea behind some of the reinventions they tried to do after they killed mm-hmm. him off. And like, the fifth movie and they wanted someone else to take over the hockey mask with slightly different markings on it for the right. sixth one. I thought that was a good way to commit to it. They just didn't commit to the bit and they re- reverted afterwards and tried to re- like reboot away what they did, which didn't mm-hmm. work so well for me, but there were some, there's some interesting ideas. The, the one that was, that wasn't officially Carrie, but where he basically fought Carrie was amusing. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are some terrible entries like the second one, the third one, oh, the one in 3d was bad. The yeah. Jason X and of course Jason takes Manhattan, which is yeah. Mm. The, the 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 best part about him being on this list is how many bad movies he has. Yes. But because the character and villain itself is so popular, look how high they are. I mean, the franchise it's successful. It's been going on for damn near forty years. But are they good? No. <laughs> but you know what you know what you're watching when you sign up to see him, and you're yeah. watching Jason, and you're just trying to see how high that body count gets. Yeah, I. I know you had an issue with this, but I actually do think I'd put Freddy Krueger higher than Jason, and he's at number two. 
I'm I'm fine with this top three in really any order. I'm I'm happy who's number one. Don't get me wrong, um, but Freddie to me, I never found him scary. I remember in Freddie versus Jason. If you want to run back that movie and watch, how many kills does Freddie have in that movie? Compared to Jason, it is not even close how many kills he has. I want to argue the point that for the first half of the film, most of those kills should be credited to Freddy because he's controlling Jason. And, you know, that's fair. But even like it's when it's like literally 35 to three or something like that, it's like even if you want to give him half, Jason's still way out in front. I think Jace, uh, Freddy gets through on this list on the on the strength of three movies specifically for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one, the third one, and then New Nightmare. Yeah, and you know, it's a fantastic franchise, and shout out to Robert Unglund, who did an amazing job for almost 20 years playing that role. Um, he is that role, will always mm-hmm. be my Freddy, even though I don't like Freddy in, in a way. I will love Robert Unglund's character and portrayal of him. Um, it, it's... It's a good franchise. It's got longevity like the other ones as well. Um, I just never found him scary personally. Um, yeah, he's a fun, he's a funny horror villain. And when they started really laying into him, just calling everybody bitch, it just it just kind of lost it for me a but, little bit. But that did lead to the great uh, second episode from ever from Rick and Morty with the the scary, scary Terry. Terry. Yeah, scary <laughs> Terry. Yeah, and the scary Terry is scarier than Freddy Krueger. <laughs> You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it's it's a good one. It's a good one. And what, well, I think one of my favorite part of that episode is at the very end where they give him new pants. And he's like, aw. <laughs> my, my, my wife will say that to me when I give her. So she's like, aw, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And Freddy is iconic. Freddy deserves to be on this list. Freddy deserves to be in the top three. I just don't find him scary. That's fair. And I don't find him scary either. But I like the, the, the mood of some of his movies specifically. Right, now, agreed. Speaking all about mood, and I think that's the only reason why I have less qualms with this than I could otherwise is Michael Myers at number one for this list. I, I think I would completely reorder this list in various ways. Um, <laughs> but, like, most of his movies are bad. They're just, they're just bad they movies. Yeah. But that first movie is fucking scary as shit. With the, yeah. Like, it's got a tiny body count, but that suits to its favor because most of what it is is creepy mood um, yeah yeah john yeah. carpenter who made again as well yeah again yeah, yeah. Yeah. on this king, list several times <laughs> king of horror right here um mm-hmm. he balanced the music with like barely seeing the killer at times keeping a lot of dark sets letting mm-hmm. things slowly build over time it mm-hmm. creates scares without necessarily needing the kills and that was right. like as the shape from the first movie the, mm-hmm. the shape of Michael Myers was far more effective than anything he actually did. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think, like you said, the body count, it's low. It may be half a dozen. It might not even be that many. Um, but it's effective mm-hmm. in, in its presence and the scariness of it. You know, you, every, around the corner, is he going to get the kid? Is he not going to get the kid? Is he going to get the friend this time, you know, doing her laundry in the garage? You see her. You can see him in the window, but she can't see him. He's, and, oh, my God, he's not there anymore. It's it's the little things that they did in the movie mm-hmm. uh, that made it so brilliant. And and scary and terrifying you know in the 70s like that was some peak horror would that work nowadays probably not uh you got to get your jump scare in you got to get your 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 horror to the nth degree now compared to the way things used to be but that it holds up 
as a movie. Michael Myers, to me, I will put it number one. I will, him, Freddy, or Jason at number one. I'll group Michael Myers at number one 100% of the time. Um, imposing. You're never able to get away. You can run as fast as you want. He's right around the corner waiting for you. And he's soulless without – he has no rhyme, reason, or anything. He's just, he's just death incarnate. And that was what I think the, the, the problem that the later movies had was so many of them focused on the connection that they made in the second movie, which wasn't in the first, right. that Laurie Strode was his, like, sister. Yeah, and then yeah, when, yeah. She, when they killed her off for the fifth and sixth, fourth, fifth, and sixth movies, uh, it was his niece. Uh, yeah. And then they brought her back in a reboot that kind of got rid of half those movies. The, the, the whole franchise is fucked up. But, like, they always try to keep that connection. And even when... They got rid of the connection between him and her for the most recent trilogy. They were still like, well, but he still wants to kill her. And it's yeah. like, why? Why her? What, what part of his MO suits that he has to go kill this 70-year-old woman? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't buy it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I never really quite understood the reason. I, I get the wanting to come back to your hometown and cause some chaos and carnage. Yeah. Uh, and, and I could buy that much more than the whole sibling thing like you didn't even know her and yeah. and now you need to kill her um but yeah. i mean it, it's what made you know it really sunk itself into the veins of the franchise so it, it comes with the territory whatever it did become the dna of the franchise it, but, it really did but it is much more effective when it's just he's just this guy going around killing babysitters yeah. in town for no reason that's yeah. that's where the scares come in and the second you start mythologizing it it falls apart and i think that's like you can see that for a lot of those i liked um some of the later freddy movies but the, anytime that they started like putting in mythology about him oh he's going after this girl in the sixth one because she's secretly his daughter you're like really i don't yeah. i don't actually care about this that's too much story for a guy who's much better when he's just killing people i could buy I could buy Freddy getting revenge on the parents that burned him and their yes. kids like that i could get behind that's, because that's that that made some. Un I understood that, but then because you know he, he Freddie didn't have a daughter. <laughs> no, there was no reason for it. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't make sense. Uh, it didn't make sense when they tried to re re mythologize uh, Jason as this weird dark worm that went from body to body in right. uh, Jason Goes to Hell, which I thought in general was actually a very effective gore fest. But the yeah. mythologizing, it's just not necessary. The only villain on this list I think actually benefits from mythology is Dracula, and that's because he's based on a real fucking person. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and Dracula, so many different incarnations, so many different you know phrases and forms that he's had over the years, and and it's really withstood the test of time. And all of them are scary, and some are funny, uh, but at the same time, there's still a bit of terror in there as well because it's a fucking vampire. <laughs> yep, the, the, Dracula benefits from being scary and sexy. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Hey. Now. <laughs> so he's he's sexier than Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, maybe Michael Myers, but not that William Shatner mask. No, not not the mask. Please no. <laughs> you know he's got to have the worst uh, hat head underneath that mask too. Just oh take a God. shower before you try it, man. Come on. Damn, I don't even want to know what that smells like. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's got to be rancid in there. Damn. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyway, anyone else you would put on this list? I put Herbert West on there. Do you have a someone that you feel is missing? I mean, giving it like a quick thought, like, you know, if we're going not just necessary, like, you know, people because xenomorphs are on here and zombies are on here. I've, I found tremors, worms pretty scary as a kid. Uh, do I think they're worthy of this list? No, but that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a horror, 
they, they were fun and and that was a, a horror movie that kind of tripped me up as a kid um but i mean i think this list does does a pretty good job for the most part your top three are your top three and they're going to be there the other ones you can shuffle them around in any order uh dracula should probably be number four if not in the top three um yeah, yeah. but but you know jason freddie and michael i mean that is horror I would probably put Dracula at number one, and not just because I like vampires, but because mm -hmm. I think deep down, without Dracula and his constant reinvention and like making new versions of his series over and over again, proving that, that a monster, movie monster can stand the test of time, do you necessarily get these other monsters like that? You know, there's, you, you gotta have a trailblazer. Dracula was not only a trailblazer, but he's fucking stuck around. Yeah, yeah, there is there is longevity there, and um, you know, vampires aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So they will be there for time to come. You may you may lose Michael Myers for twenty years here or there, and they try to reboot him. You don't got to reboot Dracula. Dracula has always been there. Dracula's always there. Mm -hmm. And with that, we should probably wrap it up because man, we've gone about an hour at this point on this one. Wow, <laughs> that was a long list, and it was a good chat. I had some fun yeah. doing that. <laughs> this has been not so live from Asteroid G, reminding you to put out your garlic and your garlic flowers. And I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me is the other Mike Luffy. And we will see you guys next time.